This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Anna Pantelli is an Etsy handmade jewellery seller of six years and also a handmade business expert who creates downloadable resources for handmade businesses. So I invited Anna onto the podcast this week to talk specifically about Etsy. Anna is an Etsy expert. She knows so much about the platform. I know that many of you have handmade businesses or perhaps aspire to have a handmade business and if Etsy is a marketplace that you're looking at then I think this is definitely the episode for you. Anna has so much advice and knowledge and wisdom to share with us and um, her focus is on getting people up and running on Etsy and selling really well so I think you will really enjoy this episode and take a lot from it so I'd love to introduce you to Anna. So hi Anna thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me on it's great to meet you Vicky. You too. So can we start by you giving us an introduction to yourself your business and what it is that you do please. Yes so my name's Anna Um, I am an Etsy handmade jewellery seller of six years. Um, I'm currently pivoting my business um, into the sort of digital space. Um, I've been, what in inverted commas, a handmade business expert for a few years now. And I actually thought that I was going to develop courses, but it's in the roundabout way um, with 2020, things had to change. So I'm actually now creating downloadable resources for handmade sellers to basically help them to sell successfully online. Um, So I'm a mummy of two. So I'm having to do all those things whilst also homeschooling and being in the house all the time. (laughs) So it's been a bit of a struggle, Um, but, you know, cracking on things, hopefully returning to normal. But yeah, that's that's kind of me in a nutshell. Well, thank you. And yeah, there certainly is a lot going on at the moment, isn't there? So for for context for people listening, because I don't know when you'll be listening to this, we are recording this in February 2021. I had to think about then, I didn't even know what day it was, Um, but it's still February. Um, So thank you so much for the introduction, Alice. If you don't mind, maybe we can start at the beginning and talk about how how and maybe why you got started on Etsy originally, and then we'll go from there if that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. So It's a bit of a winding story, as it usually is. Um, I worked in sales and marketing in basically the corporate world um, since, well, since I was 18, really. Um, And I have a condition called fibromyalgia. So uh, I don't know if you know anything about that, but it's basically suffering with chronic pain. 
So having a nine to five, quite stressful, hectic job and fibromyalgia mixed together, they're not really compatible. And when I fell pregnant um, with my son, my first child, um, after having him, my pain got increasingly worse. And the stress of thinking of going back to work made everything a lot worse. So my sister and I, um, whilst I was on my maternity leave, kind of came up with this plan that, you know, we'll start uh, an online shop. Um, and we did. It was called Shop at Ellie. Ellie being the last three letters of our surname. And we basically sold um, not handmade, but uh, necklaces and scarves and handbags and things like that. And, and we did we did quite well, um, but it wasn't it wasn't an income. Um, it wasn't comparable income, basically. So when 2000 that was in 2014 when 2015 rolled around at the beginning of the year whilst I was on um, the wholesalers website making a new purchase order I came across these gemstones and I've always been a bit of a magpie and I'm quite woo I like my tarot I like my crystals things like that so I saw these gemstones and I thought and they were drilled they already had holes in and I thought hmm, I could I could probably make some necklaces out of those this is somebody who's not not really a creative person with their hands because of having pain that's never really been something everybody in my family's creative I am the black sheep I do not do anything crafty as a child as a young adult but I thought okay I'll, I'll maybe make some some jewelry out of these gemstones so I bought a load of crystals and um, I learned from YouTube videos how to wire wrap and and just basically basic necklaces and on that process of um and I put them on the website but on the process of kind of coming across these gemstones I don't really know how I came across Etsy but I did now, Etsy in 2015 is not well known now everybody knows about Etsy but in 2015 nobody knew about Etsy so I just happened across this website and the fees were really low and I thought I might as well just put them on there because obviously these are handmade pieces so my sister at that point had also got another job. So we closed down the main site and I decided to focus completely on Etsy, which is where Jewelry and Gems started. So this was now 2015 and it really took off and it, it basically started to almost match my income that I'd had in the corporate world. So I quit that job. I never went back and I've been selling on Etsy ever, ever since then, but I now have four Etsy shops. Oh, so wow. it's, it's grown a bit. That's amazing. <laughs> and how come you have four Etsy shops now? Do you sell four different product types? Yeah. So, um, started as I say, jewelry and gems, which was gemstone jewelry in 2015. Um, but then I came across these floating lockets at, at the um, beginning of 2016 and although I really liked the way that the lockets were, it was before Pandora. Pandora hadn't brought out a floating locket at that point. They did theirs in 2018, I think. Um, but it was, you know, the ability to kind of create this locket with charms inside. As I say, I'm a bit of a magpie, like collecting things. So all these little bits and pieces you could put inside lockets, it really fascinated me. But I wanted to kind of put my own spin on things because I'm all about finding like your USP, you know, what is your unique selling point? What is unique about your product compared to everybody else in the market? So I decided that I would make them really personalized. 
but the target customer of that shop is very different to the gemstone target customer. So to put them both on the same shop really didn't, for branding purposes, really didn't make very much sense, hence the second shop. Um, and then in, in 2018, I decided to make a third jewellery shop aimed more at um, younger, sort of the younger age group with quirky charms that had little quips written on them. I've actually temporarily closed that one at the moment because it's all just got a little bit too much. And then this year I've opened Anna's Planners, which is downloadable resources for handmade sellers, hence the fourth shop. Yeah, so, yeah. We'll, t- we'll talk about your planners a bit later, if that's okay, Anna, because I really do want to talk about those. And when you just mentioned then you've closed one of your shops, I'm not surprised. I mean, how are you keeping up with handmaking all of these products? Um, yeah, so so basically, um, when when we first, or I say when, when, when we, when I first started um, Jewellery and Gems, it was, was just... It was, uh, I was to, right, hang on a sec. Let me just restart again. I've completely gone off topic. No, don't worry, don't worry. Um, As as having my own podcast, I know that this happens. So, right, okay. Prior to 2019, um, my partner was homemaker and I was breadwinner. So it was very easy to just kind of crack on and do what I needed to do, plan out. I'm very much an organised person. I like to have my day planned out. I like to know exactly what I'm doing and when I'm doing it. Then when my daughter started nursery in 2019, um, he, he then went and got a full time job as well because that was that was practical. Um, and so having the children in in school and then having him being a very supportive partner has meant that I've been able to to grow my businesses um I think I've been very lucky in that sense um not maybe not in the start because he actually lost his job in 2016 when I was starting my second shop and that kind of forced me into being um a breadwinner for you know covering two incomes which I wasn't expecting at that time it was okay for me to just cover my income but then I had to cover two incomes so that was that was a whole different tangent that we had to go down but I just have to be a very planned person and make sure that I'm organized at all points um so yeah I hope that answers your question no that does thank you and and that wasn't something we said we were going to cover either I just genuinely was fascinated when you said four shops because I imagine one shop could easily be full-time in itself so the fact you have four I think is amazing I'd like to talk a little bit about Etsy if you don't mind before we moved on so obviously you've been selling on there for a while and as you say when you started it was quite unknown it was really niche actually wasn't it I remember when Etsy was seen as quite a small really niche platform and there weren't there wasn't that much on there but now there are so many sellers so what have you learned during that time do you think things change all the time and you have to keep learning and evolving there's no point in thinking that how it is is how it's always going to be because it's not I mean there's been so many changes drastic changes that's been brought out you know things like the free shipping element which if you don't provide free shipping, then you'll be lower down in the search results. So then you have to change your pricings and your costings. And that's an upheaval to, you know, everybody shops and they change the way that the search placement worked. So 
you know, being on top of changes and being okay with a change because, I mean, I remember the first time something changed with search. It was really frightening because especially when you're, you're the breadwinner in the house, that's, that's basically, you know, potential loss of business. But just not being frightened and just being understanding that this is how it is and having other things in place, whether that's marketing. Um, I think marketing is really important. I think that solely relying on your search engine optimization, you know, your tags and titles on your Etsy shops is something that back in the days you could probably just rely on. But because things change all the time, you need to have your own space on the internet whether it is social media or whether it's email marketing or a podcast or whatever it is that you're doing you need to have a place where you're connecting with your target customer so that if something does change temporarily you're still engaging with that customer of yours and you can still bring that person in without having to rely continuously on you know seo so yeah i think that's something i've learned you know keep keep your eye on the ball and have somewhere else where you can bring people in from that's really good advice. Thank you. And out of interest, are Etsy good at telling you when things change or do they just happen? I'm just curious because I don't sell this. I've got no idea. Uh, no, they won't usually. There's been three phases. There's been things have just been a complete shock. Then there was the second phase where they told you they were doing testing and there was an actual testing site where you could go and you could see all the different things they were running. Um, but then I think what happened with that was because people could go and check what was being tested, it meant that it was skewing their results because people were aware of things that were going on. So they were changing things within their shops to coincide with the, with the testing. So then they took that away. So now they will tell you that something has changed. They won't tell you that they're going to do it, but they will tell you after they've done it that something has changed. Although saying that, I read yesterday that apparently the placement searches has now changed for the way in which, let's say you type in lion poster, for example. It used to be you would just find lion posters on that page. Now you might see a cougar poster or something else that's relevant. So that actually changes things up quite a bit because it means you can be pulled up for searches that you're not even targeting for. They haven't told us about that, but that's just something that's been noticed. So, yeah, no, not really. And yes, also, it depends. Oh, it's really interesting you say that, though, just from a customer, um, as a customer, because I was shopping on Etsy earlier this week. And funnily enough, I typed in a few things and the first couple of results made total sense. And then I was getting results that weren't quite as relevant. And I've never had that on Etsy before, usually on Etsy, because you're usually looking for something quite specific. I find that the search results are pages and pages of what you're looking for but for the first time that happened to me this week where I was thinking oh this isn't quite what I wanted so that's really interesting that that's possibly a change that they've that they've made but anyway that's off the topic isn't it um, <laughs> well at least so, you've witnessed it so you've witnessed it then yeah <laughs> so um so how and when Anna did you start to transition to helping other people sell on Etsy as well as managing your own stores um, so around 2018, I kind of came up with this thing that maybe I might want to have a course. Um, maybe I might want to have a membership program. And it's because I was speaking to people and people were asking me quite a lot, you know, how are you 
how are you kind of doing this? You know, how, how have you got so many sales? Um, I've never really had a very big social media um, presence. So it was all my search and my branding and things like that. Now I, I'm building my social media presence more, but so people wanted to kind of know, and I, and I could see as well that people were asking questions in forums, on the Etsy forums, on other people's pages. So I, I, there was a gap where people weren't really getting the answers from somebody who didn't work, you know, on Shopify or on Etsy or on another selling platform. Somebody who was actually in the trenches, who was selling successfully, successfully enough to be the breadwinner in the house, um, so was in the inside and understood, but also, you know, being a mother and having a chronic pain issue. So understanding what it's like in day to day life, I felt that there was a huge gap in the market for somebody who could be a handmade business expert um, that was doing doing the thing every single day. Um, so, yeah, in 2018, I was kind of permulating that plan. Then 2019, I started to actually write um, my course outline, all the things that I wanted to discuss. It was going to be, you know, quite a quite a long course. And then towards the end of 2019, I was I was pretty much kind of finished, and it was all going to come out in 2020. However, then 2020 happened, and I had to reevaluate how I wanted to to de- to deliver this course that I'd created, um, because realistically speaking I never I no longer had as much time as I had done before because the children were at home um my partner lost his job again he was made redundant so everything again fell back onto me um so I had to reevaluate how I was going to present this course and I what I did was I just basically divided up all the course modules into what I call planners and trackers and blueprints um, and it's just another way to deliver the same content, the same materials that I would have done in a 12 week course, but now on in, in individual planners. So, yeah, that's kind of how that happened. Oh, so that's how your planners came about as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. And, and, and that's that's kind of the avenue that I'm I'm going down now is is just the planners. I'm not thinking about a course anymore. That's that's not on the horizon. Everything happens for a reason. That's what I believe. And, you know, this is how it was meant to be. So are your planners designed for new sellers or for existing Etsy sellers who want to make changes or or both? Do you want to tell us a little bit about them? I think that the planners can be used for anybody that is either, um, well, I would say anybody who is quite, who's wanting to get organised, who's wanting to have systems and processes for every aspect of their business and who's wanting to kind of cut through jargon because I include blue, what I call blueprints in every single one of my planners so that it explains to you how to use this planner properly but cuts through jargon information that you would read. And as, you know, just an, every, an everyday person, you're not going to know what some of, the, some of the terms mean. Like not everybody knows what SEO is or what the differences between um, the different profit levels are and all those kinds of things. I wanted to explain them just like I would have done in the course. So you get a blueprint with the planner so that 
you can expand your knowledge whilst also getting organized and planning out every aspect and every element of your business, whether that's product creation, financial tracking, um, social media, especially Pinterest and Instagram, because I think they're very important, email marketing, branding, etc. So, yeah. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. And how many, so you have a couple of different planners, don't you, at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I say that there's, there's 10 business bricks um, and in order to be sort of fully functioning and fully successful, you need to be, uh, have a good level of understanding of each one of those business bricks. So I plan to bring out a planner and blueprint for each one of those bricks. So far, I've made six and you can buy the six individually or you can buy them in what I call the handmade business bundle. Um, so we look at things like goal planning, um, as I say, product pricing, inventory, finances, branding, email marketing. Um, and then also, because I think that wellness is really important, there's also a wellness planner as well, because I think that it's really important to manage what you are doing with your body and what you're doing with your mind and kind of pushing you towards what a dream day would be like um, and planning out how you feel every day and, you know, noting that down and reviewing your month and what can you do next month to maybe improve that. And so, yeah. Oh, that's really interesting. And are your planners, are you selling them as like a physical printed item or as a download or as, or as both? They're all digital downloads at the moment. Um, I don't really want to make them into physical products for the simple fact that each planner page is something that you would reuse again. So I want you to have the ability to reprint it. So, you know, for things such as product development where, you know, you'd answer certain questions about, um, and I know you find validation, product validation has been very important. So, you know, how, how, how you're designing your product, who's it for, how are you going to validate it? Those kinds of things, you need to be able to reuse them for yeah. every time you make a, a new product. Hence the the downloadable aspect and reprintable aspect of them. Yeah, that's really nice because I guess that every time you create a new product or you go to do something else in your business, you can just go through this process again and again. Absolutely, yeah. That's a really nice way of doing it. So do you plan to deliver any sort of other services or do you intend to do all of your teaching, as it were, through your planners? Well, I... Well, a few ways. We, me and um, my co-host, Lindsay Warren, we have a podcast called The Handmade Business Podcast. And we talk about many of the different things um, that I would talk about in the 10 business bricks. Um, so that's kind of one avenue that I am growing on the information that you can get from the planners. I am really all about free content so my Instagram has always got loads of different business tip posts um, and I don't just want them to be airy fairy I want them to be full of content like mm. real strong checklists that you can literally look at that post save that post and use it for an, an, an element or aspect of your business so that as well but I think at some point once things start to get a little bit more normal I will be able to offer um more of a membership program so where I will grow on the information that you can so you, you know buy the planners in advance and then come to the um to come to like a um an online teaching group um with other people 
and we can all discuss the topics and you know grow our information more via via that kind of the membership but that's that's something that I can't really do right now so I've not fully got that out it's just something that's come coming soon at some point yeah no I know exactly what you mean and I'm with you as well that it's nice to be able to offer as much free content as you can in the meantime because I'm the, I'm the same I have plenty of plans for further down the line but right now quite happy to just provide good content and um and yeah and then you know do what you do other things when there's the time because yeah that is obviously exactly. such a big issue now um, I'm glad you mentioned the handmade business podcast as well because I was going to come on to talk about that and I will link to that in the show notes because I think anyone listening who has a handmade business that would be a great um, podcast to listen to um so let's talk a bit more about Etsy if that's okay because you are such an expert that I need to sort of get as much from you as I can if that's all right so <laughs> What um, are some of your tips for getting off to a good start on Etsy? So if someone's thinking about sort of getting their products on there soon, or maybe they've literally just started, what are some of the things that you, you need to get right straight away? Firstly, I think it's really important that you understand who you're selling to. And this applies to anywhere, not just Etsy, anywhere you're selling. You need to understand who your customer is, because once you understand who that is, you can then start doing everything else afterwards. That's basically the foundation. So know your customer, basically. Then I think it's really important once you've got that information that you do some real hard work when it comes to search engine optimization. So that's your tags, your titles, your listings, how you describe your product within the listing description, because that's how you would get your organic traffic, you know, just people searching on the app. Like you said, you know, you're looking for something specific on Etsy. That's how you get pulled up in search results by having excellent SEO. It's a bit of a learning curve, that one. Um, it's not just something that you're just going to type in a nice title and, and that'll be it. You have to keep changing it. But there's so many great search engine tools out there, which I certainly did not have at the beginning of my journey. Um, but there's so many tools. Um, you know, I've come across recently a, a tool called Answer the Public. It's amazing. I could spend all day on that platform. It just gives you so many different search terms and other content ideas. So there's lots of things that you need to do with SEO, but there's loads of places you can go and get help. So that's very important. I also think, and Lindsay and I talk about this on the podcast quite a lot, is photographs. Photographs are so essential a blurry photograph an unclear photograph no we can't have any of that when you're selling online because that is the window into your product you know when you're buying online you're not feeling it you're not picking it up you're not understanding what it is you know in your hand so the photographs have to do that you have to represent exactly what it is so learning how to use and you don't need to have a Canon camera or some Nikon camera you don't you can if you want but don't feel that you need to your iPhone your Android will take perfectly good pictures um, you know don't need to edit them just take them natural you don't need to have some fancy backgrounds I've lasted with card and paper and a bit of material all this time I've never invested in massive amounts of props or anything like that but it's essential that you have excellent photographs um, and then I would also say that, yeah, connecting to social media, like I said before, I think it's really important that you have a social media connected to your account, because I know myself, if I find a shop that I really connect with, I want to go and find their Instagram account. So by having 
those accounts linked on your Etsy. And you'll be surprised how many people forget to do that. Um, by having those, that's a place that you can keep talking and engaging with that customer. And if they don't buy at that point, they just favorite your shop. You can talk to them outside of their shopping experience and build that, you know, no like and trust factor and, you know, things like that. And then if they do buy, you can keep talking to them and keep engaging with them and have a returning customer or, you know, build the word of mouth aspect. So those are kind of the, um, the tips that I would say when it comes to Etsy. Thank you. That's really useful. And coming back to Instagram, I'm, I'm just curious, does it work the other way that Instagram links to your shop? So can you do shoppable Instagram with Etsy? You can't do shoppable um, Instagram with Etsy. It's a, it's Facebook. If you'd have a if you have a shop on Instagram, it links to your Facebook, and you can't do one without the other. But you have um, link. Have you heard of Linktree? So have, like yeah. in your bio, yeah. So um, you can have a Linktree that goes straight to your Etsy account, and you know those those things, those links, backlinks are really good for um, for Google. Basically, you know, Google thinks, oh, this is this shop or this company is really together because they've got a link going that way and a link going this way and they're connected to this blog post and oh this person wrote about them and that comes back that kind of worldwide web that's what it is it's a spider web so having all those links connected to one another it it shows that you are a genuine business that you are talking about in between all your different platforms but other people are talking about you as well so yeah the more links the better build that web Oh, that's good. That makes sense. Thank you. And do you recommend people have their own website as well as their own Etsy store? Or do you not think that matters? I, I, the reason I ask that is because I sell on Amazon and I often tell Amazon sellers to make sure they have their own site because Amazon's a platform that can be a bit um, tricky, let's say. You can get thrown off. You can get your listings taken down. Is it the same with Etsy or is it not as important? Well, you can definitely get thrown off and you can definitely get shut down on Etsy. But if you follow the rules, that's unlikely to happen, like, you know, copyright and things like that, or, you know, not not playing outside of the rules. Um, personally, I've never had, apart from, you know, when I first started um, and I had the original standalone website, I've, I've never had my own website since then. To be honest, it's a lot of hard work maintaining your own website. Mm. Um, and Etsy personally is so nowadays, especially is so customizable and it's got so much, you know, so many um, feet, basically so many eyes coming to the platform every single day that I don't necessarily think it's important that you have it. But if you if you have previous experience of having your own website, then go ahead. Absolutely. You know, the, the more the more um, space you've got, you're taking up on the internet, the better. And, you know, a, a company I follow, um, and I've followed her for such a long time now, she's she's um, she's called Katie, but her business is called Dear Mushka. She has an Etsy shop, but actually she's leveraged her social media to the point now that she doesn't actually drive her traffic. Or if you go into her link tree, she doesn't drive her traffic to Etsy. She drives it all to her own website. So if you can actually build up such a following on Instagram or, you know, Facebook or, or even Pinterest that, you know, you're sending so much traffic to save on transaction and processing fees, you might as well have your own website because, or, or have both together because there's no point giving away 
more of your profit to Etsy if actually you're doing all the hard work yourself. So if that's the case, then yeah, go ahead and just have a website and or have an Etsy and a website. Yeah, definitely. But for me personally, because up until recently, I've not had the social media presence. I've relied completely on um, on you know my own foot organic traffic, basically, apart from Pinterest. I have quite an active Pinterest, um, but it's not the same talking platform, is it? Like Instagram and platform where you're connecting on the same on the same kind of basis. Um, but yeah, so I think it's kind of dependent on your own circumstance, really. Okay, that's really interesting. Thank you. And I know, um, yeah, as I say, my reason for asking it is because I always recommend it for Amazon sellers, but I think Amazon and Etsy are quite different marketplaces. So I was just interested in your take. So thank you for that. So it sounds like if you want to, you can, but it's not necessarily essential. I guess it kind of depends on what your long-term or maybe short-term plan is for, for your business and how and where you want to grow it by the sounds of it. Yeah, because it is a massive learning curve having your own website, you know. Yeah. it's it's quite um that's it's quite a tricky thing to do if you've never had any experience doing it so don't give yourself more pressure learn how to do one thing before you start picking up something else is what I would always say absolutely and I also think SEO can be even harder on your own website and certainly different from whatever marketplace you're selling on as well yeah definitely Etsy you know the customer's already there aren't they so they're already on the site they've just got to find your stuff whereas to actually find your website is a whole other thing um one final question on the topic if you don't mind is do you think it's possible to do well on etsy without having any social media just having an etsy store as you did when you first started um i think hmm, see that's a tricky one because obviously i'm somebody who doesn't have a social media presence and obviously i've done quite all right so I could say, yeah, it's it's definitely possible. And I think it probably is definitely possible if you have got your, you know, your SEO on point. If you've got that on point, then yeah, definitely. If you're always the first thing that's being pulled up in search for that particular product and your photography is great, so everybody's clicking on you and then your listings really sell your item, then if you've got that process all the way through and you've got it down, yeah, definitely it's possible to not have social media because all your traffic's coming directly from the app. But because things change, and like we've just talked now, you know, before about how, you know, related searches and that's kind of changing things, I think it's really important to have your own presence somewhere else because relying on one thing is, or relying on any marketplace, you are essentially relying on another company and I think it's probably best nowadays that you rely on yourself so yes you should have all those things as I said on Etsy you know your SEO your photographs your listings your pricing whatever it is you have to have all those things but yeah I would say social media and email marketing because email marketing, even more so than, than social media, because social media, again, is dependent on an algorithm that's constantly changing. And, you know, you don't know when Instagram is going to change the way that they show your posts. So, you know, Reels has just changed again compared to how it was when it was all brought out and people were really relying on Reels. Um, so email marketing is a way to as long as you reach inbox and you don't go to spam, but you know, reaching people's inboxes and really connecting with that customer, it's it's a lot more personal 
if you can write a really great newsletter, I think that's another way. And that's something that the, the company, Dear Mushka, that I mentioned, she has a great email every Thursday. Um, and you know what to expect from her. She doesn't just talk about her products. She knows who she's selling to. She talks about related things that she knows you're going to be interested in. And she brings you back all the time. So she leverages both her email and her social media to make sure she's she's always in your head, basically. So if you can do that, you've got a customer for life. Um, that's not an overnight thing. Do not expect to just wake up tomorrow and that's just going to happen because it's not. But it's definitely doable if you know your person. So, um, yeah, that was a long answer to a very simple question. <laughs> no, but it's a, it's a really good answer. Thank you. And I think I like the fact that you brought it back again to really knowing your customer as well, because that, of course, is so is so important. And. And yeah, I think it makes such a difference when you know who it is you're targeting. So when you spoke earlier about you opened a second shop because you wanted to target a different customer and you knew that the customers buying your gemstones wouldn't be interested in your other products. It was just, yeah, it, it struck me that it's great that you you knew that because some people probably would have added these additional products to their existing store. And then that might have made it a bit confused because people might have been, well, is it this or is it that? Um, so the fact you knew your customers so well, I think, was, you know, was really helpful. And of course, it means you have these two stores to manage. But I imagine that it makes it easier in some ways because, you know, you're targeting different people with each one of them. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, all, all the photographs and the way in which I speak in the listings, I it's still me, but I'm just speaking a little bit differently on each shop. Um, so, yeah, knowing your target customer is essential. But I do see exactly what you just said, where somebody will have an idea and they'll just put it into the shop. And it might be a really great idea, but it doesn't fit in with what they're already doing. So I think I've been asked that question quite a lot by sellers. Should I have another shop if this product doesn't match that customer? Yeah, you should. Yeah, you should. Um, does it mean it's going to be hard work? Possibly, but. In the same sense, you're going to have the same listings quantity on a new shop. It'll just be your branding that might change. But everything else, the process is just the same. You just rinse and repeat for every shop, just talking differently. And on Etsy, how does it work? Do you pay for every shop that you have or do you pay, do you pay a commission, a flat commission on each sale? How does that work? So financially, is there any downside to opening two shops, I guess is what I'm asking. No, no, there isn't because uh, you just pay per listing. So um, there's no fee for opening the shop. Opening the shop is free. Um, it's it's 20p per listing listed. And then every time somebody purchases it, that it's 20p again. You also have a transaction fee and a processing fee, which is basically the Etsy transaction um that they take off you and the processing is like PayPal or whichever company's been used to make the transaction. Obviously, things like VAT, which when I started, there wasn't the same VAT thresholds as there is now. Now you have to pay 20% VAT on every fee. That bumps it up every time. Obviously, you can be VAT registered, but then that has its downsides as well. So that's something to think about. Um, so with the transaction and processing fees, that's something that you definitely have to pay on every sale. They're quite minimal fees. It's only um, 
in total, you you take around, they take around 15%. That's including VAT. That's a lot more than it was when I started, but it's uh, it's kind of gone up gradually. But now there's things like ads. Um, we didn't have ads at the start in the same way. Um, it was just kind of click per, you know, cost per click. Now we have two different types of ads. So there's Etsy ads where they'll advertise you at the top of the page and all that. Um, and then there's offsite ads, which is where they'll advertise you on Facebook or Pinterest or Google or, you know, places like that. Um, when that used to actually be free, that used to be standard. Now you have to pay for it or you don't get a choice. So if you're a seller like myself and you've made over a certain amount the previous year, you don't actually get to opt out of adverts. Uh, you have to be in the advert scheme. Or you can leave Etsy. That's what somebody said to me. It's like, well, if you're not happy with it, you can just leave Etsy. I was like, oh, goodness me, such a harsh way to put it. But um, yeah, so they will take around, it's about a quarter of your profit um, or of, of your overall sale. Um, and that that's quite a hard pill to swallow. However, what I've kind of had to get my head around is it's bringing more eyes to my shop. I wouldn't have had that sale had that advert click not come in I've made the sale you know I've potentially got a returning customer who's potentially going to tell somebody else who's going to bring me 10 more customers so I've had to kind of change my mindset around the adverts um, but if you're just starting you don't get put into the adverts um, actually I tell a lie you do you have to opt out again but you'll have the ability to opt out of adverts or once you get past the threshold you won't um so yeah that's interesting with these um and I I, I don't want to go into too much detail I'm, I'm aware of your time but I'm just curious are these off Etsy adverts how comparable are they to if you ran your own Facebook ad for example in terms of as somebody return well as I was just going to say as somebody who hasn't run so many Facebook ads um not with this not with this current business with my original business I did more Facebook ads I haven't done it at all really um so I couldn't really give you um an actual statistic but I would say that because it's Etsy running the ad you will get prioritized more than I think if you're just a, a shop on Facebook um you'll get more priority I would say um and it does open I have seen I have you know, especially over Christmas, that's when you could really see, because this change is very recent. So you could really see over Christmas that a lot of a lot of customers were coming through those channels, such as Facebook, um, which I didn't have before because I don't really have a presence on Facebook. Um, so there is benefits, but I can't really compare it to a yeah organic yeah that's fair enough I was just really interested because I was wondering if because obviously someone Etsy is presumably managing these ads whether you know for example I haven't got any experience in, in social media ads if I ran my own it would all be just be trialing er an error and I was just wondering if because Etsy are running them possibly you know they get the targeting a bit better and it's just a oh I would think so yeah, yeah because they've a got better. a whole host of data that you wouldn't have as a, as yeah. a, you know, just an average Joe blogs, you wouldn't have that data. And I think that's actually why they've made the decision to change the search recently with putting, like we were saying about lion posters and cougar posters all being in the same. I think 
they've made that change because of the information they've learned through offsite ads, because they've had access to different communities of people. And so their, their search has, has grown, their understanding of search has grown. Oh, that's already interesting. Okay, so just a few final questions before we finish, Anna. Could you please tell me what would your number one piece of advice be for other Etsy sellers? Um, it's going to be an interesting answer, this one, because I'm not actually going to say anything about Etsy itself, because I think the one thing that has helped me throughout this entire journey is getting on top of my mindset, because the, it's all well and good giving me a list of things that I need to do. If I don't truly believe in myself, if I'm not, you know, in the right, it doesn't matter whether or not you give me all the information in the world. I'm not going to be able to go and do it because I'm thinking I'm going to fail or I'm thinking somebody else is already doing it better than I am. Why should I even bother? So I think actually working on that is really essential because if you can truly believe that you can do it, then you will do it. I'm very much into the law of attraction. And I think that you know, when you put things out there and you put action out there, that things will come back to you. Uh, doesn't mean it's not going to take hard work. Law of attraction isn't about sitting on the couch and it's all just going to appear in front of you. Not at all. But just having that belief, you will start to receive the things that you've asked for, essentially. So I think working on your mindset and I think the way in which you can do that is by surrounding yourself with other people who are in a similar boat to you. So whether that's, you know, starting off with podcasts that are talking about, you know, the topics that you're interested in or mindset in and of itself, um, reading self-help books, having an accountability partner as well, I think is really important. Somebody who's also just starting or maybe even a few steps ahead of you so that you can both, you know, set a time every week or every couple of weeks to, you know, come back and go, so you said you were going to do this. How are you getting on with that? You know, having that accountability really pushes you and spurs you on. And another way, if you can't get hold of an accountability partner, which by the way, you know, there's loads of people out there in, in groups, in forums that are desperate to meet somebody who's going to be their business bestie kind of thing. Um, if you if you can't get hold of an accountability partner that's suitable, I think having a business coach is really important. Um, my educational background is in psychology. So, you know, I, I really think that everything starts with the mind and having somebody who's trained to help you with your mindset can actually really boost your confidence. And, you know, again, provide that accountability where you know you're going to speak to that person. And if they've given you, quote, homework to do, you want to do it because when you go, you don't want to disappoint them. You're not in a negative way, in a, in a good way. Um, so, yeah, working on your mindset. And, and those are kind of the ways I would say you can you can get to that. And, and once you have worked on that, once you feel, you know, once you believe in yourself, you can do anything. And that's not just with business, that's with life in general. You, know, you can do anything once you believe in yourself. So, oh. yeah, that would be my tip. Thank you so much, Anna. That's such a nice positive note to end on as well. I really like that. Um, so one final thing is where can people go if they want to find out about more about you, your planners, look at your products? Where's the best place to start? So I would say go to Instagram or Etsy, both under the same name, Anna's Planners. Um, no underscores no hyphens nothing just straight Anna's planners um, and you know 
I, as I say, I'm constantly updating the Etsy shop, my Anna's Planners Etsy shop um, with new business brick planners. Um, the six available at the moment. So yeah, go and check those out. There's actually an offer on at the moment, um, an introductory offer on the handmade business bundle. So I would definitely get hold of that. The My Instagram account has always got as I say, I'm very much into free content. So it's not just about, you know, what you can go and purchase from me. It's definitely what you can go and just find free content on the Instagram um, page, checklists, all sorts of different posts that I put out there. And then also come over to the Handmade Business Podcast um, with my co-host, Lindsay Warren and I. We put out an episode every two weeks. Um, we talk about various different topics of handmade business, but we also interview handmade sellers who are just really just starting out on their journey or slightly into their journey but you know business babies we would say um so yeah those are the places to come and find me thank you so much Anna and I will link to everything um that we've spoken about in the show notes as well so people can find those really easily so thank you so much for coming on and for everything you've shared today thank you very much for having me Vicky you're welcome Hi, thank you so much for listening. As always, I would absolutely love to know what you thought of this episode. Please do remember to rate and view the show and also, most importantly, subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. And as a reminder, I release a new episode every single Friday. So take care and look forward to speaking to you again then. If you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024, I really recommend my podcast host, Captivate. Captivate were my top pick when I started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started. I've stuck with them for the last four years because Captivate is still really simple to use. They keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable. So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.